Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi everyone, it's Elizabeth Stevenson with New Direction Family Law. And Sarah Hink, Elizabeth's law partner and podcast partner in crime. <laughs> we today have a fun topic. We do. It's a very interesting topic, I think. Yeah, Jen wants us to think about love, Valentine's Day, and prenuptial yeah, agreements. And prenuptial agreements, you're either love or you hate them, I think. There's, That's true. It's hard to be an in-betweener, I think, on those things. Yes, and I think a lot of people do not proceed with them. In my experience, we are capable of drafting all kinds of prenups for all kinds of people, and that doesn't make up a huge book of our business. No, it doesn't. And Jen, you get the people call in, they talk to you, or they talk to intake person. What it seems to me a lot of times about prenups are, I will need a prenup, then you really don't love them. Yeah. It's not <laughs> unconditional love. And, and people go into marriage with these unrealistic expectations. Yeah, I think prenups get a bad rap. I do too. Um, you know, Absolutely. it's kind of like an umbrella insurance policy. It covers <laughs> right. that if something happens, you exactly. hope that it doesn't. You're not right. going into it thinking that it Correct. will. But beyond that, marriage is a hell of a lot more than <laughs> love and looking at life through rose-colored glasses. So it's very real. And we have another episode to plug along with this. It's called Marriage Advice from Divorce Attorneys. And I think it's right. really good things that people mm -hmm. should think about and, and have these open these conversations, I think is what you said yeah. in that episode that bare minimum, this opens this discussion for you guys right. to talk about least, these things. At least talk about it and finances and know what you're marrying into because once you're married, there's no agreement saying whose is what. It's all yours together. So if you're marrying someone and you didn't realize they had a bunch of debt before you're married, it's still their separate debt. But is this person's lifestyle going to change where they stop using credit cards a lot? Is, right. Or is right. this a major part of their personality, financial personality, that is going to cause problems in the future that you didn't know about? I personally think that before you get married, if you're getting married without asking someone's credit score or looking to see what their debt is or where they are financially, that's a really big problem. Yeah. I want to know those things. Absolutely. But I think a lot of times people think, Oh, I'm, you're just in your endorphins are like overtaking your reasonable part of your brain. Right. So understand that and then go into talking about a prenup with that understanding. It's like Jen said, doesn't mean that something bad's going to happen. You get life insurance, clearly you're going to die and that's going to yeah. be needed. That's a given. <laughs> right. I guess, you Not know. to make it dark. But. <laughs> exactly. But if you do get, let's say you do get divorced, then this can save you so much money right. and so many headaches. And a very small percentage, I'm sure, go people go into marriage contemplating that divorce is going to happen. Everyone's happy. The other person's happy. You're getting married. It's not like having to think about divorce means the other person's going to think that it's going to happen. Most of our clients would say that they were happy on their wedding day. Really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think if you're not to the same point, if you're not talking about financials, it may be an uncomfortable conversation right. to bring up in the context, just depending upon how your mind wraps around it. But you're going to be having some uncomfortable conversations throughout the course of your marriage outside of this. And so if you Correct. can't even bring this up so, and talk about it, that's another red flag of how things are going to go later on down the road. For Correct. Sure. That's a good point. And I will say, we're talking about who really does, I think everybody could benefit from a prenup, but like at the top of the pack or I think are older folks who have grown children 
who they want to leave their estate to and want to make sure that they are taken care of. So I get a lot, you know, we see a lot of those remarriages for sure. Or even you have younger children or whatever. That's a big consideration. That's always a consideration for me is I want to make sure my boy is taken care of when, right. when I'm gone. You know, and then how do you take care of the person that you're marrying? Yeah. So you can figure all that out through a prenup. And I tell people when we go through a bad divorce and we've been in court, been fighting, I tell them the next one, definitely get a, a prenup. Oh, I'm not getting married again. When, you know, they get married again <laughs> and they do not get a prenup. I'm like, what in the world are you thinking? Love is a powerful drug. I think we're all just hopeless. <laughs> Romantics at some point I in our lives. So. You know? Wife and I were talking yesterday at dinner, and she was like, "I don't think I'd get remarried." And I said, "I don't think you'd try to date either, but I think you would." <laughs> you know? Yeah, it would just happen. Yeah, most people do get back in relationships. I do I mean? And then, other thing to think about is you have family, a closely held family business that's been in your family forever. Mm -hmm. You're working in that business. If you get divorced, your wife or the other spouse is going to have a marital interest in that business. Correct. And maybe the business doesn't get broken up if you're lucky, but right. it's going to be a mess. Yes. It's going to be a headache. It's going to be expensive. Exactly. And so then prenups to me are a lot about legacies. It can be. And it's obviously very important for people who have a business and other assets. And it's their second marriage and there's kids to protect Correct. in case you, you pass away and your wife your third wife or whatever right, wants right, to come exactly. and take all the money from the kids right. and the estate process. So that's definitely something to think about. But if you're starting out and you're young and it's your first marriage, you, you, have, a, you, you have a long life ahead of you, hopefully. And right. a lot of things can change. And you might have a business asset come into the future. Right. You, you invest in. You don't right. know yet. But right. you should prepare yourself for the best that good things are going to happen to you and that you're going to build wealth. And that's also just a relief for when... If things do go south, knowing how it, the process is going to be. Because right. if you have a prenup and say it just restates what the law is, there's no litigating this. Okay. It's, right, it's exactly. already decided. Exactly. We're not going to give the other person an option to go be angry, be upset that this person is leaving them. And just with passion of emotion, really light a fire in something that shouldn't be done. Y'all can tell me if I'm off base on this, but. If so, if, we'll say if somebody comes to me and the prenup is way one-sided, that's a, one, it's a red flag for me. And two, is it in, the question becomes, is it enforceable because it's so one-sided, kind of, even if you agree to it? And the courts will look at that. that. They'll look at circumstances surrounding you know, what happened when you signed right. the, the prenuptial agreement and making sure that everyone understood what they were signing and that everyone had some kind of disclosure and Waived or waived disclosure right, rightfully right. about and what the other person's answers are in there. For sure, yeah. In a previous podcast, talked about somebody got married on December 31st, right? And so what happens if somebody hands me a prenup on December 30th? It's a little too close to the wedding day. <laughs> and that and the law talks well, about I it. Say, well, and the person says to me, you got to sign this or we're not getting married. There, yep. are, there are a lot of people that will go through with that marriage yep. because they don't want to disappoint everybody. They paid all this money. Yep. You have to date it. So if that date says it and we can prove that in court, then that prenup's probably not going to most likely, very strongly not going to stand up. And the court contemplates that. Correct. That's Correct. one of the first questions we ask in the, when people are reaching out to us to inquire about working mm -hmm. with us for a prenup is, okay, when's the wedding date? Because right. some folks, bless, we had a prior client that the ink was barely dry on their divorce judgment and a few months later reaching out to us about a prenub wedding that was happening a week later. And we were like, please just have a seat. 
calm down. Yeah. Right, right. I've had cases, clients where I've done their prenup and they like call three months after they sign it and after they get married and they're separated. I'm like, well, all right. Glad we did that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Don't you feel good? You're welcome. (laughs) It's something I would think everyone should consider whether or not they have a lot of wealth or not. You don't know what the future holds. And just having things decided and agreed upon will save you money on the back end of of attorneys and and all that. Emotional health, physical health, well-being, all of that. And a lot of times it's the person who comes to see us is not the the driving force. It could be mom, you know, his mom, her mom, because they want to protect what the family has. So there are a lot of emotions probably that are involved in some of these also. The process when you come to us, you know, we do the initial consultation. We ask you questions about why you want to prenup. What do you right. what are you concerned about? And from there, we go on to draft the prenuptial agreement for our client's review. And like I said, it could really it can merely just restate the law or we can carve out certain things that are separate property, regardless if you earn this or do that after the marriage right. and really make sure that this is something that works for you and your spouse, your soon to be right. spouse. And then we'll send it to them or their attorney to review right. just do something that everyone is in agreement on and it doesn't have to be nasty doesn't have to be ugly make sure that everyone understands the financials because it is a happy time it is right before a, right, a right, wedding right. you know so it doesn't have to be anything nasty contemplating what's going to happen it's just merely let's make sure that we understand where we're coming from you guys have any like tips or things you tell couples that are trying to bring up the topic because I imagine if it's your second or third mm. wedding, a conversation about a prenup is not as emotional. Yeah, it makes right. Because you can say that, oh, yeah, we did divorce. I don't want this to happen I, again. I always ask them if the other person knows Rose. that they're, and they always do. In my cases, they've already talked to them about the possibility of there being a prenup. A lot so, of times, yes, but at, but it's the same advice for it, that I give clients for anything. It's like how, you need to have this conversation and not go in, we're going to do this and this is what's going to happen, but haven't start with, here's what I'm thinking. I think it's important yeah. for us to do this and this. What do you think? And get and start getting some feedback because it's like Sarah said, you can come to us and we can draft whatever the hell you want us to draft, but we can't make anybody's do anything or sign right. anything. And you show up at the prenup to me <laughs> 10 days before the wedding or something, that's not going to go right. over very well. We make sure the terms are reciprocal. So if it applies to that's you, right. it applies to the that's other right. spouse or future spouse so that they know that it's not just one-sided. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be and at all. You can waive alimony Correct. in a prenuptial agreement where right. you go ahead and say that no, neither party is going to ask the other for spousal support. Right. And that will hold up so long as you don't leave them destitute. Correct. Uh, if they're right. like on social assistance, it means tested or whatever. So in most cases, it's going to hold up. You can't put custody in there. You can't put child support because the court's going to take, always has the right to yeah. do what's in the best interest of the children. But if, as far as your property and spousal support, you can address those issues. And a lot of times now people ha- own homes before they get married. Do you have prop- You have like real property that you want to do? A lot of times people say, my separate property is mine unless we buy, when we can have a joint account and we buy a house together, then that would be marital property. Yeah. I like the ones where you make the decision. Okay. If we purchase property or open a bank account yeah. and joint, joint names, names, then we're going to agreement that that's going to be treated as marital. If Correct. I go out and I open my own bank account with my own name and we're married, most cases, and without a prenup, that's just marital. So if I have $20,000 in my separate account or my name, then Still it's marital. marital. Right. But if you have a prenuptial agreement that says if it's just in my name, then it's mine and we separate, that's my separate property. I'm taking it with me. Correct. We're not fighting over that. So then you go through your marriage 
still discussing finances with each other. Correct. Still deciding whether you're going to do this together or if this is going to be a separate debt that I'm going to take on myself. Right. And I think that's healthy. I do. Oh, absolutely. Because you're constantly having conversations, conversations about that. And, and making sure you're on the same page. And if you're going to take a risky move with finances and open a bunch of credit cards and you love this person, then maybe it's going to be healthy for that other person to know that they're not going to get stuck with that credit card debt. Yeah. Like you go on and be a loser, but there's still some repercussions. <laughs> we won't go down that road, but yeah. Hey y'all, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever been through a divorce, you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce. It is so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We've got your assets covered. What about mm -hmm. student loans? You know, like, how does that work if you come into a marriage with student loans and then during the marriage, obviously, the loans still exist, exist you're paying on and stuff like that. But then let's say you divorce. How does that's your separate debt? Yeah, it's separate. Even if you get it, let's say you get a, a student loan while you're married and you get separated a year later or six months later, that student loan has not benefited the marriage. So there are some debts you can have during the marriage that still is going to be on you so you can take care of those sorts of things yeah. within a prenup. And student loans, in most cases, they're going to be separate debts and unless there's other circumstances involved. Like Elizabeth said, benefited the marriage and right. you show that and right. we don't need to go down that road. And then you just spent $50,000 answering that question in court when it could have been taken care of in a prenup. prenup. Much cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. It's not a court order. It's still just a contract. And let's say, and people can still challenge them. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be litigation. Yeah. But it will certainly minimize what you were, what's out there for sure. Yeah. And you can get creative and you can compromise with your future spouse and thinking, okay, well, I'm concerned about spousal support. I want right. to waive it. The other person's, what if something happens? What if I decide to stay home with the kid? Right. And we make that decision. decision. And I've done agreements where you build into it the length of the marriage right. determines how much alimony they can get. Or you waive alimony unless the other person does stay home and you have a child. So it doesn't have to be black and white, wave alimony or not. There's all these interesting and, and, right, and great compromises yeah, you can do. Really creative. I've mm -hmm. always wondered, though, is if you put that married five years, you get X, you married 10, you get twice that. Okay, I'm going to wait it out till 10 years and I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, good for you. I mean, like, what's the bargain that you made? Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. I have done those elevator clauses. I know. It's fine if you want to stick it out. Oh, and miss. It depends on, on how rich they are, right? Like, you got, got to figure out what the cost analysis is there. On yeah. Exactly. How old are they? Like, you know, what's the age difference? Right. Oh. Benefits in that one. If you're both miserable, like if you, but you got to stay know, 10 man. years. If you got to stay, some people... Maybe there's well, really good people, sex for one person. Stay now. <laughs> Maybe not for but, both. I don't right. know. So there's some incentive to do something. Exactly. And I would say to your question earlier, Joe, like if somebody is wanting to bring the topic up with their fiance or maybe they're even, they haven't even proposed yet, but it's something that's on their radar. I think it'd still be a great idea if you haven't had the conversation yet to come in and meet oh, with one of the attorneys to find out what can go in a prenup, yeah. what, why it's important, how right. it can benefit somebody. Maybe mm -hmm. that's not bringing a bunch of people that aren't bringing tons of wealth right, right. into the situation 
And that may help you explain why it's important to your spouse, like why you think this is a good idea, how it can benefit both of you as opposed to, because I think a lot of times the person that maybe brings it up, the other person gets gets very defensive, like, why are you trying to do this to me kind of thing. You try the sandwich technique. Listen, I'm thinking about proposing one day. Good news. (laughs) That was a good idea. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on prenup, because I'm seriously thinking about marrying you. Yeah. (laughs) Well... At my age, that would be a question I would ask sooner rather than later if I would ever go. Jamie and I talked about that. I'm sure. Well, you're you're both attorneys, though, but that's that's a little different. Yeah. (laughs) What about these? Because I think a lot of times people think about prenups. Obviously, they think about the the super wealthy folks and celebrities and stuff. So when you hear these crazy prenups with generally the males involved, that there's stipulations in the prenup, but if they gain X amount of pounds over some kind of weight, then. I don't know, whatever happens. Is that valid? Is that do you think that's gonna uh, hold up in court? No. It's a public, bargain that you made. It's against public policy to you fat shame with, people. I don't think so, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we're gonna battle in court right now. <laughs> you can't contract anything illegal. Is that illegal? No, but I mean it's I think there's there you could fight it. I have seen some crazy s- stuff in prenups. Why would that val- invalidate the contract? Because it's shitty. Policy. It's shitty. <laughs> I would not. You're some kind of woke. Okay. <laughs> My wokeness. Yeah. A lot of those stories you hear, I don't know that are necessarily true because I haven't seen it. Like actual legal documents and know it to be true about gaining weight. They also talk about like sexual favors and that's certainly not. Well, I would say that's a little different. But... What? How's fat shaming and sexual favors? We got fat shaming in <laughs> Bring those... Prenups to us so we can look at them and we can determine whether yeah. we think the court will hold we'll them follow, up. We'll have another follow-up to yeah. us and we'll have those questions. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the interesting, like, Giselle and Tom Brady, know, like, she had more money than right, he's going right. into. I'd like to look at that. I know. Not Here's Giselle. The other thing is, like, Tom Brady. Unless you are going to try to fight it in court, these are confidential document nobody's going to see it it's not filed yeah. in a court you don't register anywhere. them correct there are memorandums that you can register that right, says hey right. by the way there's a prenup so if i die or someone murders me you can come go find, find it out of my attorney's find that damn thing. office yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. that's something to consider that brings up a good point we were talking about before we, we hit record do prenups outlive death yeah it's contract, contract. and there's, there's language regarding possible state stuff in prenuptial agreements or you can waive it that you're not going to get, even if you're entitled to something through my state, yeah. then waiving that because you're my wife or whatever. Which Elizabeth mentioned before is right. important to do if you have children and you're remarrying or something like that. And again, the prenup, even though you have prenup, you still need a will. Yeah. That you take care of your affairs in that. I would right. Say. I Googled some of the craziest things found in prenups. Well, well then Google, they all must be true. true. <laughs> They're almost <laughs> certainly not true. But <laughs> I wonder if you guys think these could hold up. So one is you can't negatively speak about your spouse in public. That goes in separation agreements, doesn't I have that in separation, yeah. Well, okay, so if you do, what happens? That There has to be some, that if you're Well, there has to it. be a consequence for it. Yeah. Right? Requiring the spouse to contribute to charity. From what? Their alimony? I'm guessing. <laughs> There's a lot of information missing here, Joe. <laughs> It depends. It's Google. Yeah. It's not a lawyer. <laughs> it sounds like a marriage contract, not a divorce contract. There's one that uh, requires them to remain at a certain level of physical fitness, as we I talked about I there before. Uh, if a Jamie brings that up, I will die. You will not marry him. I will say, if that's in your prenup, you probably should not get married. That would be a big red flag. But this prenup had a clause to require a spouse to take a course on communication. Well, that's 
not a terrible <laughs> idea, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and you can put things about dogs and cats in there. It's oh, yeah, property. property, that kind of thing. What yeah. about mm-hmm. giving up property? There says a clause in there, someone who is required to give up an asset or a business or a house. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you cheat, I get whatever. Absolutely. I get the beach house. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, I think that would be such a great idea to address pets in a prenup because, let me ask this question, how are pets treated in the event of a divorce? It's personal property. property. So not children. There's not custody of animals. Oh, no, I mean, there are visit uh, visitation schedules in there for them. Yeah, they go back and forth or they go with the kids or whatever. Or you split the cost. Court's not going to do that. Right, no, but you can't file a custody no. claim for the but dog. But the court can say you get the dog. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But to address it in the prenup, let's not... We had a, what we, I think we did a petition. It's not a very long marriage. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> it's like seven years. I Maybe it's like a gonna, turtle. What's a dog going to live? This ain't lasting. No. Okay, so let's say you get married, but you didn't get a prenup. Is there anything you can do after the marriage to have the similar effect or the goal of having a prenup? Yes. You can have a postnup. Postnup. <laughs> yes. Married folks can contract with each other. Yes, they can. You can get a prenup before you get married. You can do a postnuptial while you're married. You can get a separation agreement after you're separated. Correct. You can always contract those things so that you do not have to go to court. Again, it's another really smart idea. Now you've got assets and things you didn't have before, but it's still a hard conversation to start. <laughs> yeah, like, like I've been here at home try the making you again. dinner every <laughs> night, and now you don't want me to have your business. <laughs> I think it's something, if you were going to move across country for your spouse's job, that'd be a really good really idea. Really good time, idea to do that. Because if think. you're leaving your career or that's something to, it just came up to me. But we don't right. do a lot of post-nups. Sometimes we do them when there's been a spouse that left and they came back. And the only reason they're going to stay together with the marriage is if they agree to this post-nup. Correct. And I do it sometimes yeah. when people cannot agree on everything in a separation agreement. But they want to get the house sold so they can get separated. You can just do a post-up about how the house is going to get sold and what the, how that's going to be divided and that kind of thing. So there are all sorts of really creative and good things you can do with post Right. I have a philosophical type question. It seems like a lot of the stuff about prenums and post-nups would serve very well as deterrence for to, people. To what? It, depending on how it's worded. Like we're not getting back together unless you say if you cheat again, I get the beach house kind of thing. Do you guys think that works? I don't know. It depends on the person. Maybe he doesn't care about the beach house. Oh, you Men, mean that's the only reason you're getting women? back together? Yeah. I can't imagine that in the long run that's going to... A healthy power move. move. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I can think of a, a case where they came to us on a the domestic violence protective order that was filed. Those always go well. They decided to reconcile. They did a post-nup, and lo and behold, one of the parties is back to us now for the separation or another DVPO was filed and in the separation situation. Yeah. But was it helpful for them in the sense of things that would have been messy and argumentative were pre-solved? Well, I guess some were. Yeah. I was going to say, it depends upon how the post-nup was drafted, but knowing it was done by us, it was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. People don't change, so you should probably leave them the first time, in my opinion. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Not my professional opinion, maybe. But. Yeah, you might want to qualify that. I think what I like about the conversation, I think if you're thinking about it positively, is have the conversation when you're not mad at each other, when you're in a good headspace, <laughs> yeah. and talk about things that might happen, and don't be scared about it. That's the really positive way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, and speak up. If you think that your spouse's new business venture is going to tank them, then yeah. I'll support you, honey, but let's sign this first. Yeah. Right. I mean, you I mean, can use it to negotiate. That's what 
negotiation is all yeah. about. That'd be a benefit to both people within that agreement. Just, I don't think a lot of people know this option exists for them and yeah. that this is oh, something no, I agree they should with that. utilize in their lives because financials take a big toll on people's marriages. Absolutely. At yeah. a bare minimum, you're probably finding out something that you didn't realize was as important as you thought it would be right. to your significant other. Yeah. That's a big issue for you. Yeah. But a lot of times people don't <laughs> want to hear that. They don't want anything to mess up what this beautiful event that we have done. Don't ask, don't speak, don't tell. Kind Head of in thing. the sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've met couples like that that don't say the word divorce like it's Beetlejuice. If you say it three times. <laughs> never seen Beetlejuice. What? I just watched Shawshank Redemption the other night. I'm so far behind. Well, first thing. of all, it doesn't really hold up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the joke was, if you say Beetlejuice three times, Michael Keaton comes as a creepy, you scary guy. <laughs> I, there are so many movies I, have, I haven't seen. What's a Tom Hanks movie that just got came back out? The remake. It's not a remake of it, but it's it. No, the where he's flying jet pilot. Oh, the Castaway. No, mm. that's very strange. Sully. Who knows? No, not Tom Hanks. Tom well, Cruise. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Oh, Maverick. Top Gun. Maverick. Yeah, it's not remade. It's a oh, it's it's sequel. sequel. You never watched Top Gun? I never watched Top Gun. I haven't seen it either. What? Goodness. Okay, but- moving on. I'm completely <laughs> judging you guys. <laughs> Anyways, if you think you're in love and you want to get married, maybe have a conversation about prenups and financials and know what you're marrying into. Absolutely. There's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, I think if you have the ability to do that, your marriage has a good option of lasting because you do have the ability to communicate. Look into it. One of my best friends um, sent me her prenup to look at, and she lives in a different state. So right. I, I looked at it. It looks like comparable to their state, but talked to an attorney in that state. Right, right. And I thought that for sure they have signed it. And then, like, years later, I asked her about it. She's like, no, I didn't sign that shit. Whatever. <laughs> but at least look into it. Know your rights. Know what would happen if you don't have one is the most I, important I, I, thing. I think that's a really good advice. Um, and to think about what could happen in your marriage and financials and how that would change things. Right. We've talked a lot about if you're the one pursuing the prenup, but Good Lord, if you get presented with a prenup, please have an please, attorney please, look please over go. it before you yes, sign it. Yes. For sure. Doesn't yes. mean that there's nothing wrong with it, but you got questions. Make sure you get those answered before you sign on that dotted line. Correct. I agree. Yes. And if it's sketchy, don't marry that don't person. Don't marry that person. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can visit us at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the exit strategy underscore podcast or email us at exit strategy at new direction We'll be back next time with more no bullshit content about life, divorce, parenting, relationships, and everything in between.